Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind, yeah, now deep throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded, the disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it, we speak the truth, so they quote it. Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast, it's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping, and, and once the beat drops in, violins, the system is so corrupt, they throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us. It's GB. Don't get it twisted, on code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Devin, the... <laughs> the dude. Yep, what's, yep, what's, yep. what's up, Ken? Man, just cool, man. Good to be here, man. Devin, the dude. Damn. Wow. Damn. Family, yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. This, this, this is one of the most unique voices in hip hop ever. One of the most talented guys I've ever met in my life, yeah. Devin the Dude. Oh man, I appreciate it, sir. Man, good looking out, man. I had, I had wonderful mentorship. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Coming up, <clears throat> rap a lot. Yeah, man, y- y'all was the epitome. 
you know what I'm saying? And everybody in Houston and Texas in the South actually wanted to be a part of, uh, of the movement y'all was, y'all was having, man. Y'all was yeah. like trendsetters, y'all groundbreaking, set the blueprint of independent rap, period. I, I first heard yeah. Devin on um, a song. Uh, he said, uh, and when you finish wiping my dick off, Turn the channel 20 as tall as I don't want to miss the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I knew. I was like, say, man. Now, where'd you first meet that? <laughs> Shit, I don't remember. I think we were at Digital Services, a studio that we were, record, we were recording at. Yeah, I'll well, let me ask Dev, because I know he remember uh, uh, where you high. When you, when you met Yeah, Brad, we were high. We definitely was high. Oh, we was do, you, high. do you definitely. remember? Uh, it was Digital Services. Yeah, but I don't remember at what. Uh, Shout out to John Moran. Yeah, John Moran. Yeah, much love. Big Chicken. Big and, Chicken. <laughs> no, nah, that chicken. wasn't Big Chicken. Wasn't that digital? Uh, he came later with Mike. No, nah, he uh, came. came to, he house. came to Hippie House. Hippie yeah. House with Mike Dean. Yeah, yeah. Big right. Chicken cut all his fingers off, man. What you mean? I said that's what I said. He cut his fucking fingers off, bro. Jeez. And he was a hell of a guitarist, and I. Cut his, cut his fingers off by accident. You know he worked with that wood. Right, right. That shit cut yeah. his fucking fingers off, man. He helped build the hippie house. He too, right? built the hippie house by with hand. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Big Chicken. Let's take it back, Dev. Let's go back to Pontiac, Michigan. You know what? <clears throat> I get that a lot, man, because, you know, you look at my Wikipedia page or whatever. Say, I was were, born were you in born in Pontiac? Yes, I was born. You in were born at, but you were raised in St. Petersburg. Florida. Yes, I am the only uh, sibling of mine just was born in in Pontiac. Nobody in my family ever <laughs> was born in Pontiac. Uh, my mom was pregnant with me at the time. Okay. We, and we were all from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car industry was booming. And I think my, my my dad was trying to get a job. And my, my grandfather was living in Michigan at the time. So mm-hmm. my mom that was pregnant with me moved to... Um, Moved to Pontiac just, you know, for the summer, you know, and so he can get a job and try to get, get situated. But they didn't, they didn't like it. It was too cold and it was, she was just, <clears throat> she was uncomfortable. And she just decided as soon as I was born, she was going to go back to Florida. So right. after two months or so, uh, we moved, I moved back to Florida. So is that where the majority of your family is? Yeah, that, that's Florida? most of my family. And East Texas, Texarkana. Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of migrated. From there, my grandmother started migrating from Florida back in like 79, 70, yeah. 78, 79, something like that. <clears throat> you got any family in Lufkin, Texas? Lufkin? I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, yeah we be doing a lot of fucking. But <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got somebody in Lufkin that's kin to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you left immediately. Your mom left once she had you, and then you, you're in St. Petersburg. Exactly. How long are you there before you make the jump to Houston? Uh, I'm there <clears throat> in the middle, third grade going to fourth grade. Okay. Third grade going to fourth grade. And uh, my my grandmother, we call her Mama Candy, she moved first. She wanted, She was really in the in the church scene, holiness church. I'm talking about five five times a day, five times a week, you know, they, they go to church, you know, she was real, you know, you know, Christian. And she moved because they had like a thing saying that Florida was going to end up being uh, submerged in water and stuff, or it's going to be wiped out. Or it was, back then, it was, gonna, it was a lot of evangelists, a lot of 
Christian tents and a lot of stuff going on back then. So yeah. she she moved with uh with with her family, all my uncles, stuff. So they moved and she was trying to get my mother to come, trying to get so hard to get my mother to come to Texas. And they had they had some land out in Douglasville, Texas. 195 people. So they just <clears throat> boom. It's still it might be 200 people now. Uh-huh. You know, that would be that would be, so be a lot of fucking like that. But so what that, caused the boom? What caused the boom? You know, they went from one ninety five to two hundred. Yeah, you, you know, know what? Five people, man. That's you know, you know, they you know, cousins and stuff. They be, <laughs> <laughs> you know how they do in the country with their cousins. Now nah, just let me stop. Say goody goody Kenny Yeenie. Yeah, yeah. Fuck was good. That's now. Nah, yeah, that's crazy. But um. Yeah, man. Uh, but much love to the like the, the Washingtons and the Draytons and all you know the families out there in Douglasville. Uh, they was uh, neighbors, and they kind of taught us how to kind of live off the land, man. You know, we was from the city. We didn't know, really know what was happening. We know we had to chop wood to get ready for the winter. We know we had to plant a lot of seeds and go in the garden and, and take care of it. I thought it was just fun at first because my grandmother had me out there picking purple hull peas and, with a Purple hull peas. And I was just having fun. And then the second week or so, it wasn't so fun. <laughs> it wasn't so fun. It was like, man, it was like work, work. I was like, whoa, it was, whew. It well water, all that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it was, uh, I had to go next door and my grandmother made preservatives and I had to go next door to take the preservatives over there and, and to trade them off for for eggs. Now, what city is this? This is Douglasville, Texas. Okay, so this, is, right. this is not a city. This is a town. It's a town. <laughs> I mean, what's smaller than a town? I don't know, but that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the biggest town was was called New Boston, and we eventually moved moved to the big town. Yeah. The big but, town. Yeah, much love to all the people in New Boston too, man. New Boston, Texas. But it was uh we had to you know walk a mile down the dirt road just to get on the bus to travel 30 miles to school every day. Man, you went to school out there? Yeah. Atlanta Rabbits. Much love to Atlanta Rabbits. That's my first Texas school ever. And, you know, and that was elementary school and then uh, eventually we moved to New Boston. Uh, New Boston Lions, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, after that, my mom was like, she, she just wanted to get away. She needed somewhere bigger to stay. We had a lot of kids and stuff. She had a lot of kids. So she landed a job in Houston in like 82, 81, 82. You got a job like in Houston. And <clears throat> from like 83, we just started coming, you know, she, she moved us in. She, we, she sent for us and we, uh, you know, started chilling in Houston. And back then, every time we get in trouble, my mom would send us to the country, to New Boston. So I, I was going back and forth. Uh, back and forth from Houston to New Boston, Texas, until I graduated. Oh shit! Yeah, and when I graduated, I had I, I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to, you know. Shout out to all my road dogs in New Boston too, man. What what what, and, what made you want to start rapping, Dale? Um, and when did you know that you was like really fucking dope? You know what? What? When did I start rapping? What made me start rapping? Actually, I was breakdancing. You know, even from Florida coming to Texas, we was just, you know, we was we was just doing a robot and stuff like that. We had groups and my, my older brother, Donnie, you know. I What's Donnie to, doing, Donnie man? chilling, man. Yeah. Donnie chilling, man. Donnie cool in the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, Donnie yeah, might be right. cooler than you, man. Yeah, he probably is. That's he where I get most of, my, most of my stuff yeah, from. Cool as hell, man. That's, that's where I get it from, man. <laughs> What's yeah. up, the D-Lack. 
D-Lack. How did your grandmother respond to your rap career? What? Man, you know what? Before I left, well, she, I, I went, she sent for me before my, mo my mom and the rest of my family came to Texas. So she, she kept she sending for me. She promised me a Shetland pony. She, yeah, and I was like, I want a Shetland pony, Shetland pony. And I, want, I always wanted one. She, I never got it. But she, she brought me up there, you know what I'm saying? She, and then, then I realized what it was. Uh, it wasn't really a Shetland pony. It was something bigger than that. But it was something to ride off with. It was something significant and it kind of meant the same thing as that Shetland pony did back then. Okay. And it took me a, a long time to realize what it was, but it was, it was, you know, she didn't allow me to have circular music. I couldn't even, we couldn't play. What kind of music? music. Oh, I feel like you're circular, talking in code uh, here, circular. Man. circular. I mean, like, what, what are you talking about? Like what's bigger than the Shetland pony? No like, shit. What are you talking about? Okay, the shell opponent to me as a kid was big enough for me to get on and ride around and show off. And I can, it's like a ride to me as, as a kid. You, all you think about like a, a horse, but it, it's not a big intimidating horse. It's a cute little pony that you can ride and you know, you can, you can still maneuver and just have fun with it. And I always wanted one, you know, back then it was like mini bikes and stuff and go cars, something you can get on and ride. Mm. And Shetland Pony was like a little ride to me that I wasn't intimidated by because when it came from Florida to, to Texas, a big horse, it was like, what the fuck? The big but the Shetland Pony was cool. I could get on it. And I, I never got it, but she she instilled in me a, a ride that I ha I can have for life. Mm. It, it, wasn't a Shetland, it wasn't a Shetland Pony. It wasn't a horse. It wasn't nothing that's that you can literally drive or ride but it's a some personal value and life values yes it's like i had to go to church mm -hmm. every every day <clears throat> i went like three or four times a, a week i kept falling asleep in church she kept hitting me getting getting me up to the point where she talked to the to the <laughs> to the pastor and asked if I could join the choir. And I was the only kid in the choir because I kept falling asleep in the church and she was embarrassed and didn't want that. She just would stand up and sing, you know. So I was the only kid in there. Me and uh, what other kid was it? Maybe uh, Tinker. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He he was like he played tambourine too, you know. Uh, Did you have a solo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your solo? Do you remember? <clears throat> you know what? Funny you ask. I. <laughs> It was something really simple. It was, so many times I did not have a dime. You know what? I told nobody but the Lord. <laughs> he gave me a try, and I did not have to die. You know what? I told nobody but the Lord. You know, that's something like real simple. <laughs> and I'm blessed. So blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. You know, something real simple, but. So you, it, you was cold back then. <laughs> <laughs> Broke the church up. Uh, but there was a holiness church where they run around and fall out and pass Did out and speak in tongues. Nah, you, you I didn't understand it. Church. You never fell out in church? Sleep, but other than that. <laughs> nah, I ain't never called the Holy Ghost. Nah, I ain't never called nah, the Holy Ghost. Nah. nah, I ain't never, you know, but it was inter interesting to watch. And it was just really, really, you know, it was just the spirit was there. And it was just music for the most part. And then, you know, just when, a revival. When did you go to church high? <clears throat> did you ever go to church high? 
No, I didn't. I didn't go to church. When I started getting high, I stopped going to church. I, mean, I stopped going to church when I started getting high for some reason. I don't know. Well, you know, and then later I'll go to church. Cut yeah. your snap. Mm -hmm. You cut your snap. I caught my snap. You cut your snap. Yeah, you, you know, snapped like, out like, of shit. Yeah. Exactly. You were like, uh, I'm going like, to church. Man, what the hell is I'm going to this? No, that ain't Dev. <laughs> Dev, Dev got some weed in his pocket and a, and, a, and a cooler full of beer in the car right now. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> man, I remember when I first heard um, Fat Enough for Everybody. I heard the original. All right, squad. Chuck, yeah. Rob Quest. Much love, baby. Yeah, and, 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 and I thought it was the most... Um, original shit I had ever heard. And um I heard Dale's voice, man. I wanted to put Devin and and DMG and a couple more Smitty and a couple more um artists with unique voices in this group, man. And um we started making records, man, and the shit started sounding better and better and better and better. And we ended up naming the group Face Mob. And um I just saw I just saw something in Devin, you know, back when I guess nobody seen that shit. Cause we actually sat down and did a solo album together. And then that's when I really had the opportunity to to see how dope Devin was, man. And the first song, the dude. You know, remember Wayne played the horn on the mm -hmm. shit and Uncle Wayne and Uncle Eddie Uncle played Eddie. the bass on the <laughs> hey, shit. Yo, Uncle and, Ray, I got got talent in the family. Yeah, I got talent in my family, man. You know, Uncle Uncle Wayne died, and and um, man, I know he would be super proud to 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 know that you took your career into your own hands and and, and started making albums and moving forward rather than doing like a whole lot of other artists, <clears throat> excuse me, that just ended up saying, you know what, man, fuck this music shit. I'm going to go get me a job. And you, you, you knew what you had and you stood on that shit, man. And that was, that's, that's just so dope to me, Dale. Well, you know what, man, believe Super it or dope. not, <clears throat> you was pretty much one of the biggest influences of that. I'd never thought to be, a solo artist. I never wanted to be a solo artist. I always wanted to be in a group, break dancing, basketball, football group. I just wanted to be a good team member and everything, you know what I'm saying? And, and I found like a cool group with the Odd Squad, Rob Quest, and Judd One, who was like solid. And when you came on and you was like, man, y'all are dope, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you're dope. You really kind of like say, man, you, you ever thought about doing a solo art, uh, solo album? You asked me that. I was like, and I really, you know, saying I like the group. I say he said, you said, man, man, you'll be a dope solo artist, man. Just, just think, just think on. It. And I, I pondered on it, but I never gave it a thought. I don't know if you passed that on to Jay or something, but I know he asked me one time too at Digital in the parking lot. He said, Dale, you, what you think about doing, going solo? And before I can answer it, um. Uh, Beto's brother, rest in peace, man. He's like, man, Devin ain't ready, man. It's three Who two said turn. That? It's three two turn. Who said that? Uh, uh, what was it? Beto's brother. He he, he passed. Well, I, I forgot. Oh, you talking about Teddy? I believe so, man. Teddy said some shit like that. I don't believe that. Really? Yeah, because I think he was down with three two, right? I don't. I don't know. No, it wasn't Teddy. Uh, it wasn't I don't, don't, don't want to say the wrong. I don't want to get. It, but it was. It was somebody. It was a short, bright skinned dude, gangster type. Yeah, I tell you. 
Yeah, but he's Tell like, no, it's, it's on 3 2. It's 3 2 up next. No shit. And I was like, what the fuck you talking about? Who the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, we ain't even talking to you. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, Jay. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I don't know what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because we just kind of got into it. And, we, and me and him was about to, you know, go at, at it with words. And I wasn't even thinking about the solo until, you know, he talking about, Devin ain't ready. It's 3 2 turn to go. You know, you know who's next. I was like, oh, no, nah, hell no. You must have been really hot, man, because I ain't never seen you. I ain't never seen Devin break a sweat. Well, it was some inside stuff, man. Man, I, I love three two. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my nigga, man. Rest in peace. But it was three. rest in peace three, man. You know, he did a lot for the city, man. He, you know, really represent. But it was some internal stuff that, you know, he was kind of going at me with. Uh, I shook it off, shook it off here. You'll never know. I'll bring it on. He was talking about me. <laughs> yeah, you know, in his first couple of lines, because he was free, we just freestyled on Bring It On, and he came in, yeah, he came in digital and listened to everybody's verses, and then he he, he stopped after the Art Squad. He heard all, then he he said, "Let me go in there," and he started rapping. But it was some, you know. Damn, I never knew that. <laughs> I see you at the uh, now. I'm at the window of your cocksucking caddy. You you heard I roll a fatty. I was a fat square twister. Well, it's me, a nigga need a fat square twister. The one who fucked his sister made a pussy. You know that. And then and he came in like you heard I roll a fatty. Now I'm at the window of your cocks. Like, I, I'm the only one who got it. Nobody else. I don't think that was the case. No uh, no 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 no. If, but Devin, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ride with that one. Man, I I, I sure hope it's yeah. You know, I I, 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 can't I, I would say I would that. like to say I would like to say you're probably right. Yeah, no, they yeah, they but, just they just but, no, but it was it was. It was just like a competition at the time. It was friendly competition. It wasn't nothing personal, really, but he really wanted to he 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 wanted to be up next, you know, either either with the convicts or whatever. He he really had a lot of thrive and wanted to whoever in my way up in the trash. But three two was, was really, really cool. I mean, he freestyled off the top, like really just nasty everybody. We had fun. He used to come to Rob House all the time, him and Big Mike. They be but we they lift weights, we freestyle, we drink, smoke. But we was real cool. We was all cousins. We was all like hip hop cousins. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was all friendly. But that line, it was it was kind of about me. I, you know, because but I never said anything. And I I thought you know if it, it wasn't really no impact. I know you said something in one of your songs, man. I'm just trying to hear. I'm trying to remember all of the songs, but you probably responded. I know no, you did. No, 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 no. It didn't. It didn't deserve a response. Never, ever, ever. And I never got offended. I never. I like. Ooh, I wish I had a chance to go back in the booth. That was oh, okay. the whole thing I felt. But yeah, it was. It was. It, it wasn't that man. Man, much love. Rest in peace, three two man. It was just a really comfortable. Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You got a cult following, Devin. And you got mixed... Uh, when 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 we look out into the crowd of your concerts, you see 
everybody. I think that you have tapped into a market for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody's at your show, bro, and everybody's high. <laughs> I think that's the bridge. Yeah. You know, not only getting high, but... <clears throat> Having a good time. Having a good time, man. <laughs> I, I don't really get. I don't really get into a lot of racial stuff, you know. But you know, to me, a color is just a color. You know, a person is a person. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, good and bad and every race and creed or whatever. So well, I try I not to make. A lot of people. Everybody's in your crowd. I, I it's, re- it. it's well diverse. You have a cult following, bro. Like every time I call it, what, 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 what Devin is, man? Devin, I don't tour. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> when does he have time to record? He always on fucking tour. <laughs> this is fucking dope, Dev. You got fans all over the world, man. And they, 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 they love your too, music, man. bro. I like mingling with them too, man. After the show, just getting right off the stage and going straight out there, you know, before they clean up the club and kick everybody out. I like to go around there, you know, go out and just, you know, show them love just to, you know, touch them and take pictures and just, I mean, if it wasn't for them, man, it's just, I mean, oh, no, I totally to get be it, man. appreciated at this day and age, at my, you know, this point in my life, this, you know, the age that I am, and to be appreciated for the past music is just, you know, I can't ask for nothing else, you know. It would be selfish of me to just, you know, you know, get off the stage and just go and get my money and dip to the next show. No, it's you know, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, you had an opportunity to work with Dr. Dre. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a huge. How was blessing. that experience? That was wonderful. That was wonderful. That was my. How did that even come about? Um, actually, it was. I was just at at the crib, man. I was at the crib, ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. I don't know somewhere, but then I got a call from Rap a Lot, and it was Rico. Much like Rico, too, you know. Uh, uh, he just, he said, Deb, uh, man, Dr. Dre about to get ready to call you, man. He wants you to work <laughs> on, his, on his, his his album. I was like, man, you, you're shitting me, ain't you? He said, no, nah, man, I ain't. I'm for real. He, stay by the phone. He's going to call you. So hour pass, two hours pass. I'm like, man, I know I know he's bullshitting. I was checking for him to see if it was April first or whatever i like nah okay let me see so i <laughs> totally forgot about it <clears throat> three hours passed whatever phone rang nonchalantly i just picked up hello yo it's Devin. i said yeah and he said do what the fuck you wanna do Yo, Dre, kick it in the face. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I break down his voice, but I just, and I did that. This, and it was just tripping me, just like, Shout man, Dr. Dr. Dre must Trip, love. Bad motherfucker. Shout out yeah. to Rico, too, man. And, and, and I heard you say, when you was talking about Rico told you that Dre was going to call you, you sounded like you had some excitement in your voice, but that's not how Rico talked. No, nah, Rico, Rico, Rico talked like, say, man, hey, hey, Rico. Sometimes Rico Drake be bullshit, too, though. Yeah, 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 you got to you know. watch Rico. <laughs> that call was more like, hey, uh, Dre about to call you. Yeah, pick up the phone. It was more, like, it was very, probably yes. a lot more reserved, right? More more reserved. But back then, yeah. he was, you know, he, he was more amp, you know. He more laid back now. Oh, yeah, he's okay. starting to lift yeah, weights and getting strong. He yeah. got he got muscles now and shit. Yeah, so he don't want to talk as waste loud. any energy. Or yeah, he'd rather lift him a weight. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, and then he called and got in touch with me, man, and t- told me about the project. And 
Man, Floor Hotel, man, that was incredible, man. That was incredible crazy. experience, I'm sure. Incredible yeah. experience, just to see him work in the <clears> studio, <throat> to see him work. You say you got the call in 2017, but the chronic didn't come out till 2001. Y'all worked on that? No, album 90, no I said 98, 99 or something like that. You're taking a long I time. I mean, I'm saying 2000. Yeah, it was so ninety seven. I think no, no, ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, my album was out. You know, my album was out, so that's why he was like, "Do what the fuck you wanna do?" I was like, I heard that voice. I'm like, Dre, yo, Dre, kick in the face, you know. But um, yeah, man, he said he really, you know, he 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 was listening to us as the Odd Squad. He said he had our first demo tape. Odd I'm telling you, bro, demo. I had that motherfucker. He said it him was and, him so and Snoop, dope. I was listening to that. On the first Chronic tour, they would listen to the Odd Squad, you know, demo tape before it even came out. I was like, "Wow, that's dope." Yeah, like, nah, Dev, y'all, man, that fucking uh, bloom, bloom, smoking that weed, feeling fine, <laughs> got me a party and a fat ass dime. Yeah. That shit, there, man, wow. Him and Snoop, Snoop told me they used to listen to uh, Pussy Like Dope all the time. So that Pussy Like Dope and. Uh, Smoking that weed, yeah, it was, yeah, but that was that was that was good. Just good to hear just that he was listening or he heard about me, man. It was just wow. Besides the fact that you went down and you, you know, discovered that he was a huge fan of yours, what's one of the things that surprised you most about Dre? Not not ne not even necessarily as a professional, mm -hmm. just as a person. What's one of the things that because you know because Dre is is pretty much an introvert mm -hmm. you know, compared to a lot of celebrities and superstars. Right. 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 But inside, uh, inside of the studio itself, I'd never really just chill with Dre on the outside of the studio, chilling vibing or whatever. But I know on the inside, he's just total control of, 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 of the music. I'm talking about, we'll have six, seven people in there. Everybody's on the instrument. Somebody's on a bass. Somebody's on a guitar. Mm -hmm. Somebody's on a, a keyboard. I had a uh, mailman on the MP. Mm -hmm. He had uh, somebody on an upright bass. Motherfucking upright bass. And they, he gave me a dat, a dat tape. And he, and him, and uh, well, he gave it to uh, the engineer. The engineer put it in. He gave me a piece of paper with what was on the dat tape, which was like 107 numbers. All skeletons now. It was like a minute and a half, a minute here. You know, all skeleton songs with maybe five, six instruments at the most in it. And he said, he's like, if you hear something you like, man, just let me know. I'm like, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? So they start playing them. You know, they kept going. They only played like 10 seconds of each to see if I like it. And I, I couldn't even really get a chance to absorb each one because they were dope, but I couldn't like try to feel it so I can probably play some money right there. So they was going through it and they got like 17, 18 and our mailman said, go back to number 12, man. He was feeling number 12. Went back to number 12 and it was do, 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 do. I just want to play. I like, he said, you like that? I'm like, ooh, that shit dope. He's, boom, boom. He shut everything down and he told everybody about the number and boom. And everybody just got to their position and start redoing that song. And why you didn't tell them to play the song longer? Like, why you say, man, y'all stopping it too fast. Give me 30 seconds. Let me, let me feel it. 
me say something. <laughs> <laughs> I, had I, had I mean, how arrogant would I be? <laughs> Hold up. No, no, no. It's just like I was just honored. I was just honored, man. But I was afraid I have to listen to all this stuff. Yeah. How are you going to choose a song or two off of 107 Dre tracks? You know what I'm saying? The coldest part about Dre is Dre would start to, he would put the dad in and just press record and just make shit, you know? It's shit, so it, it ain't no telling what's on them fucking dad. And no, 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 tell you what, though. And after that, I don't want to give his game away. No, no I know he cold as but fuck. Yeah, man, but look, after that, you know, we decided, you know, what we were going to go with. And we did the song. I'll come back to the, the, the actual song, but he started having like a studio session where he just had uh mailman was on there on the beat. The tempo was made the 80, 85 tempo. Have that going. Boom. He'll just he'll just get the tempo together. Boom. Mailman coming with a like a beat. Boom. He'll wait. You know what I mean? No, he'll just wait. And if it ain't right, he, it's a look. It's like a feeling. And he'll know when it's right because he'll, you know, some point. Bass player. He'll point at the other motherfucker, the keyboard. Captain Jam. And then the guitar, they'll start doing And then by the time you know, it's like six, seven people in there jamming. And they went for like three minutes and they'll stop that whole shit. Boom, just start back over again with another tempo, 88 this time. It's 80s, you know, whatever. And and then point over here. He did like seven fucking songs in 10 minutes. Six songs in 10 minutes. Skeletons. And I was like, oh, that's how we got all the, you know, so but it was so fucking cold. He choreographed that shit to the T. And he was like, he's a man. I never seen Quincy Jones work, man. It was yeah, you got to be close. Uh, yeah, you got to be. This is why I took offense to uh, this video that I watched yesterday. I don't know the guy's name, but he said that R and B artists were talented, and hip hop artists was cool. It's like he was like he was talking about the difference between the two uh, genres. And it was almost like what well, he was implying that hip hop artists didn't really have talent. It's just mm. that we made it something cool. We made music cool. We mm. we did something cool. Oh. Not necessarily that hip hop artists were talent talented. And that what he just said uh totally destroys that philosophy, uh that theory that he has, right? Like yeah, that, saying that, that, you know, it's just, so just cool. Like, yeah, there's some cats out there that's that bank on just trying to be cool, that personality or whatever. But I know, I know, I, I know some artists. I bet your ass can't write that shit. To the <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I, I bet you can't produce the shit that they produced. Mm-hmm. Talking about make just you know just making it cool or whatever. I mean, he said some other things. I can't really remember, but I just remember that overall he had a uh, he had a good angle on it. But when he said that piece about hip hop, or uh, you know, artists just being cool. It's like, yeah, he lost me with that. Yeah. That, you know, it, it takes, uh, to do it right, to do it right, right? And, and especially to do it a long time. It takes yeah. hella talent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, not that, uh, like, Devin, you, you are very fucking anal with your shit, you know, with your, with your, with your music, bro. 
Because I have seen you sit at the board and mix vocals, and I'm sitting there like, come on, bro. Damn, this shit is right. No, you got to And that says a lot. Put, put this, uh, this put, cat put right, right here. here. Like, <laughs> I, go, like, I got to get this up there. I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's a song called Sticky Green on Dale's first album that um, we did together. And um, I actually mixed that motherfucker by myself. Were you in the room? Part-time, I believe. Not for the whole mix, but in and out. Yeah, but I I got one off, man, without Devin coming in and <laughs> adjusting his fucking vocals. I was like, God damn. Oh, I used to give Mike Dean hell. I know Let's you did. Shit, I used to give Mike Dean hell, man. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Dean. Much love man. Mike Dean, man. Mike Dean was a bad motherfucker. Oh, he man. is a bad motherfucker yeah. on... Yeah, call him the Rick Rubin the rap a lot. The Rick. <laughs> but Dude, yeah, how, how do you how do you feel about Brad stealing the name uh, Face Mob? I mean, that was your group, right? Y'all, you was no. in a group called Face Mob, right? No, that was oh. this, this, what the fuck, Willie? <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> That's Face's group. That's Face's Mob. What in the fuck, Willie? <laughs> no, oh God damn. Well, see, Face had a man. He was gonna. Man, he was doing a big. He had a lot of artists about to get ready to come out with different solo uh, acts. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me, man, you know, while we everybody's chilling in, in, in uh, solo mode, man, we got so much talent together, man. I want to put this group together until, you know, we start doing the solo projects. I want you to come help me out. You know, I'm, I'm, it's called the Face Mob. And if you just come do a few hooks, you mean to be cool? You everybody know was so dope, man. Man, everybody. I mean, I, it, that was not a weak link. Everybody man. was dope. The man. other side of the law. This is D. how we do it. On it hey, hey, yeah. yeah. And anytime I way we do it on the other right. side of the law. <laughs> <laughs> on the hook, that yeah. thing was called. Yeah, he did the bass too. Oh man! Oh my it god! Was funky man. Man, mm. and then yeah, can you still break dance? You yes. know, I got one more windmill in me. No shit, I got one more. So you say your knees ain't cutting up on you yet? You know what I'm saying? That's you know, it's hard. You know, it's a little hard. That's to, why you got one more. That's why I got <laughs> one, more. one more. You gonna you, you gonna use that motherfucker wisely, huh, Johnny? Wisely, it's gonna be on video. You. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if the right song come on, there's one song. If you play it, I have to try to do something anyway, so I can't. I'm not gonna tell you a song. I'm gonna find that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah you know I'm. Dave, you work with a lot of artists throughout the years. You know, you starting off with Brad. You know, you work with um, Slim. You, um, I'm drawing a blank. Who's Snoop? Yeah, Snoop, Dre. Did you do um, R. Kelly? You work with Bond B. Mm-hmm. Uh, work with R. Kelly. E40. Work with right. Mm-hmm. Work with Earl, Detroit, right. Yeah. Work with yeah. Dre. Uh, uh, three stacks. Yeah, you did. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Who else? Oh, who else? Man, who else? Well, quite a few people. Man. It's, there, been, man. it's been a yeah, blessing, a man. Lot, just for long. people to reach out, man. For real, it's just overwhelming just to to be asked uh, to be a part of somebody's project life. You know what I'm saying? Just to you know. I, I love working with people who who want me to be a part of what they're doing. You know, saying locally, you know, from 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 here to up there. You know, it's just a blessing to be reached out upon. You know, I never thought that I could make a living or, uh, uh, you know, provide for my family by doing this. 
back in the day. I, I just thought it was just a hobby. I, I really like to do it. I just want to give me a record contract and a 79 Seville. That's all I want. Oh, what a job this <laughs> is. <laughs> Speaking of your family, man, how did your family take that once you, when they found out, man, Devin is doing his thing, like he's messing with this rap thing, he's on. Like, how did they respond to that? Well, my mom, she was always... She didn't care what I do, as long as I stayed out of trouble, and, and I was able to provide. She, 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 she. I told her I wanted to pursue a rap career once I got out of high school, and I wanted to, I wanted to go to the Art Institute of Houston. So she helped me to go to the Art Institute of Houston to Damn. try to pr pr pursue that. How many years did you do that? Uh, actually, I did it was about a year or so, but I know I was two months from completing uh, the whole assignment, and I was. I was going to be able to get a degree. You get a de degree. The first year they was uh, handing out degrees for that. For and, what? For what? Uh, for our uh, music business. No shit. Yeah. Broadcast music. No shit. Yeah, and video. Music so, video business for broadcast. All that two months left, and we got a, I got a, <laughs> a record deal. We rap a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. And me and Jug was that Jug one, Dexter, you know, uh, one with Jug. So he was, we was all like, man, we got the deal. That's what we came to school for, huh? Man, fuck the school. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was too, I regret, I still do. I was about to say, do man, you I, to this day, that, I still want to go get, get my degree. two months so I can yeah. get my degree so I can at least teach or talk or go to some school oh, or program. So and that's, you know. Professor Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Devin the Dude. <laughs> the Dude. Oh, man. Boy, your class cold. be packed out. Oh, yeah. They be, they be high. high. They'll be coming That'd to, be dope, they'll come to class high, that, too. They'll, they'll, I, no, you ain't going to say nothing that about us coming. That ain't going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that be a problem. Nah, that's not at all. Yeah, especially if <laughs> you, know, you can get the work done, man. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> and I, I believe talking about the students will come high. Like, you better that's not what say I'm saying. That. Yeah. The students would come out. I'm saying, hey, man. It's your body, man. Whatever you want to do to your body, it's your body. As long as you can get the the work done, there you, you have know, it. because you can't just be having everybody failing now, right? right? Oh yeah, you know, cause yeah. They, then they'll start looking at you like, "What kind of teacher, right. professor, <laughs> are you?" And I never wanted weed to be the forefront of my career because that's so that, you made a movie about it. No, no, I was asked to do a movie. About it. <laughs> I was asked. To I do never a movie. wanted to be the forefront of my career, so I'm I, gonna make a movie about. No, I'm I was a movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. That that was you and Lil Duval. Right? Oh Lil Duvall. man, yeah. yeah did y'all do a part two? Nah, that I thought would, I saw a part two. That would that be movie. nice. I would love to do it, but yeah, yeah Coke Daniels uh, directed and produced that. Right. Right. Eddie Griffin. Yeah, executive. shout out. To Ed, yeah, he executive produced that to Eddie Griffin. He was is that right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in the movie too. The white guy in the bar. What? Yeah, Eddie Griffin. Yeah, he was. He was made of as the white guy. He was had makeup on and everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you do you ever want to do any more acting? Uh, I would. I wouldn't mind. I would. I would love to actually, but you know. I mean, I, have, I would, have, I, have you pursued I, it? Actually, I wanted to do it. In a different route, I wanted to do write. I want to do more writing. I wanted to, to test. You know, Boy, I bet you that shit would be funny. I want to write a motherfucker. Yeah, and just write skits or whatever. You know, we have kind of crazy ideas and stuff. So, boy, boy, I know you and um and Jug and Rob. Boy, if if, if y'all had GoPros in the studio, <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. 
I know that shit is funny as fuck. I like, like we can't, we couldn't get work done if, if, uh, because we be laughing so motherfucking hard, man. Devin is a, is 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 funny as fuck, man. <laughs> Can I smoke with y'all? Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dad, the first time you went overseas, what, what country did you visit to play? I went overseas with a, hmm, I might have to call up a, uh, Matt Gonzalez, because Matt Gonzalez is my international manager. Yeah. Wait, was, it, was it Finland? I believe so. Finland. It, well, you know what? Because I know. Finland, yeah, I yes. know when I played Finland, Finland, I, had, yeah. I, I played Finland, and it was you Finland. had just played maybe a month before that. It was Finland. I remember doing a lot of, uh, I, I did some recording and stuff over there, some a studio record. Yeah, Finland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since then, you know, it's been quite a few uh Places I, I visited over there, man. Which and I heard you packed it out. Yeah, it was packed cool. it out each time. Man, it was man, it was a blessing, man. I didn't did not realize that they listened to me I, or to hip hop in general that much. Mm-hmm. And they are really into it. Yeah, they are really into it. The history, uh, the places where the before all this uh, social media, social media, and Wikipedia, and all this right here, they would really know about hip hop graffiti DJing the history of these people and where they came from and how they grew up and stuff you know like how did you know all this man they asked me about K Reno like no, say man they do they know man, they asked me about K Reno much love to K Reno man that's my godfather rap to the fruit. yeah man they know about Lil Kiki they know yes it, yeah. tri- it tripped me out man, bro I, Lil Kiki packed out a spot in Japan or some shit right yeah. oh man man that's man, that's that's my key. dude. I fuck yeah. with Kiki. Man, me too, man. Way, man. Me too, man. I, I fuck with Kiki. I fuck with Kiki, man. I, when, when I went out there, Duke, Duke uh, I spoke with the uh, the editor of the magazine. He was interviewing me, and he said, Willie D, you know you're in concert the same night as 50 Cent. And I said, yeah, I heard. He said, yeah, but you have nothing to worry about. They're coming to see 50 because he's hot. They're coming to see you because you are a legend. <laughs> told me that shit. And I thought it was just gassing me up. And I showed up in the airport. It was on some Michael Jackson shit. It was oh, like yeah. 300 people in, in the airport with signs and shit. Welcome yeah. to Finland. And I, and I saw the uh, promoter, Yaro. Yaro, yeah. And, 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 and I said, man, you didn't have to do all this. He said, 
The motherfuckers did it on. I don't know the yeah. motherfuckers. That's what he said. I don't know the motherfuckers. They they heard you were coming. I guess. Yeah. They love. And they were life. outside, like in the snow. It was fifteen below. They were in the snow. I didn't go home till four a.m. But they were in the snow at noon. They were in the snow at noon, standing in line. I didn't know what the hell because we 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 passed we we went to a subway and it was the subway was like a block away uh from the hotel and the venue, the Virgin Company, mm-hmm. was right in the middle. And so we walked back, we got dropped off and we walked back. And as we're walking back, I look over to my left and I see all of these people standing in line, you know, a few hundred people standing in line. And uh I said, what's going on over there? I mean, I'm t- man, I'm totally just just oblivious was, you know, t- to my juice in Finland. <laughs> so I'm like, what, you know, what's going on over there? He said, ah, the motherfuckers are down for you. They think they're going to miss something. And when I showed up, dude, th- th- so the, the Virgin Company, I don't know if it's still there, that, that building, but it's, it reminds, it's, 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 um, it's, it reminds you of like the House of Blues, two stories, whole 2,000 people, balcony and all this type of stuff. And I show up, bro, and they're rumbling. I come out, you know, typically when I do my show, I'll come out and maybe for like a minute, I have a one minute intro. Then I go out there. Man, and them people start tripping so hard. I circled around by the DJ. I said, <laughs> keep that shit going. And I came back and I was like, and then I come back, I say, watch this. I go to my boy, I say, watch, really I say, really. watch this. Go back to the front and touch another chick and she just, <laughs> it was something to see, man. But they, the point is that they really do appreciate real hip hop. They really, they really do appreciate, yes. It, man. Yes, they, 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 they show a lot of love. Uh, and you, and you don't have to have a hot album out today. If you give them a hot album from back in, in the, the day, day, yeah, you, you're in there. You good? Yeah. It's just it's the part of it's the part about you going. Ah. Yeah, I just you know we we used to do that shit. We used to be on stage. That's not true, we used to be on stage. That's not and, fucking huh? true. That's not we true. used to be on stage, mm-hmm. and you know when you go up to the front, you know, and you know they do you do a little Michael Jackson thing. You touch one of them chicks, and they start fainting and shit or falling out. We used to do that. Like right. watch this. Yeah. I mean, Brad didn't do it. He couldn't. He couldn't. <laughs> Really? He, he couldn't get the women. He couldn't get the women to do that type of shit. But you know, but Bill could. Huh? But yeah, I'm the yeah. gangster love, so you know how that yeah, goes. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. love, man. That was Bill that was touching all the women, making them pass out. Willie was back there looking at me like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Man, this Who is, said that, John? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, this is wonderful right here. Glad to see y'all doing this, man, for real. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do, man. Y'all man. making major moves, man, and y'all looking good on, on, on TV, man. And on TV. I, I, I like that. The intro from the intro on, man. It's just, ah, Devin, your, your, your career, man, you, I have followed it. I have watched you grow, and I can honestly say, man, I am very, very proud of what you do and what you've done and, and your accomplishments to date, you know, and I, I look forward to 
to watching you grow even more, bro. Oh, man, thank you, sir. Yeah, man, man you, you you fucking did that, bro. I appreciate you, man. You're the one who kind of gave me, you know, catapulted me, man, gave me the start. You're the one who gave me my name. I, my name was just Devin. My name Is was that Devin. it? He put the dude on it? I mean, okay, it was just Devin. And we was working on the album. I needed two or three songs left. He said, man, what do you used to listen to when you was little? I was like, man, Quincy Jones, the dude, that's my favorite album. You got it, we got it, which I was like, Yeah, it's in the B room. We went to the B room to get the vinyl from Damo, came yeah. back, and he played it. He just started breaking everything. He wanted to start producing and getting it all together. And boom, I came back in like 30 minutes. The beat was already there. I was like, Oh, who is and I just it? Doing a rendition of, of the dude, you know. Smoking on a sweet while he's getting his nuts lit. He had so much fun that's working on that dude. record. <laughs> and as soon, as soon as I finished the record, he was like, he said, that's it. That's your name. That's the name of the album. I was like, I like, say, no, that's Quincy Jones. No, you the dude, dude. He kept telling me, man, you the dude. You the dude. Man. You the dude, man. But we shot a commercial, like, dog. Okay. We shot a fucking commercial, bro. <laughs> Do you have that commercial, Devin? For that album? The commercial we shot, man, where I pulled up in the van to pick you up for the show, and we did that oh, doves yeah, out. Yeah, right. Damn, no, nah, I don't know who got that. That motherfucking commercial is the I shit. That'll be something good to see, man. I would trip the fuck So I directed Devin's, uh, you know how they used to shoot commercials for people's albums and shit? So I directed one of Devin's uh, commercials, man. That's why I pull up in a big-ass white 15-passenger van to pick him up for the concert, man, you see. I'm knocking on the bathroom door. <laughs> <laughs> Get the can. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I wonder who got that. I don't I wonder, know. Is that still around? That would be some archives. That shit is great. That would be some archives, man. Damn. And then him walking out of the bathroom, walking out of the house with the toilet paper on his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Big Chief ought to know where all this stuff is. He got to know. He Man, got what, what are you into other than music? You know, and of, uh, obviously your favorite pastime. Uh, but, but what are you into besides that, man? You know, on a personal level. I uh, like on on the hobby type thing. As far as hobbies, I like I love uh, remote control stuff. I love RC Gadgets. cars, uh, drones. I started off with just flying helicopters. You know, a, a helicopter is way way harder than a drone to fly, mm -hmm. and then. A drone is a lot easier to fly than a quadcopter. What the fuck is a, a quadcopter? quadcopter? Is what it was in the beginning before they started coming out Sorry. with the word drone. It was just a quadcopter. We had a helicopter to fly, you know, with just uh, one propeller. Then you had a, a quadcopter with four propellers. That was it. But every move, every movement of your f fingertips whatever it, it does something and you cannot let it go or that will just yeah it'll just crash into something so it was just your your total you're in total control of it. now it's obstacle avoidance and all kind of stuff you can yes, you can got, put the remote down and talk and it'll still be flying all it's just so easy time, now. i remember one time i was fucking with i had a drone bro and i put that motherfucker way up there and then that bitch cut off. It sounded like a battery issue with the remote. Order. I don't know what it was, but that motherfucker cut off, man. How and much you spent on it? Shit, it, it, at least, how much was them drawing? Like $1,200? $1,300? Well, I watched that $1,300 hit the ground and shatter like glass. Like, 
<laughs> oh, it's devastating. That shit was all in somebody. Do, do they make them better today? Yes, I don't know. A lot better now. I, I haven't bought one. And a lot cheaper. Like, Are they really less expensive? The Phantom and Fours the, and shit. Yeah. Oh, you get a Phantom Fours for real. real. What they, they have they moved up to like what a Phantom Ten now or some shit? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, DJI. Mavic, Mavic, the and Mavics that. are you know That's some of the top shit. dogs now. You know they got the the minis and the, they have some smaller versions, all kind of different mod- models now. But you know, I like the Mavic Three. Speaking of smaller versions, you got kids? I got seven kids. You got seven kids, bro? Yes, sir. Damn. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot man. of kids man. in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Well, how yeah. old is the youngest? And, and how uh, old is the youngest is five, and the oldest is like thirty. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I got two waves, <laughs> two waves of kids. You know, but four of the seven are pretty much grown and and out doing their own thing right now. And then. Do you plan on having more? No. Uh well, and uh, we gotta say the same, you know. That's it, man. But no, I got a nice little shut off valve that I. <laughs> 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 I got a shut off valve that I'm. You, you know, I it can, in the bud? Uh yeah. No 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 yeah. no no. I got a personal one. My brother did. Brother Donnie, he he got you know yeah. he nipped. Tough man. He got like nine ten. So it was time for him too. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of fucking. God. We do a lot of fucking. Man. Say a lot of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I love each and every one of them. I love kids. Period, man. I just. Now, any, I remember one time I walked in Devin's right? house. Right, I walk in Devin's house, man. I see this cute little girl, man. I look down and I say, "You're here." And he said, yes, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> that was Don. That, like, that was my daughter, Don. Like, Don, I don't even know where you came from. Yeah, because it was just, I was having kids at the time, and that was, she just popped up. <laughs> They're like, where did, you, where did she get what in? What the hell? He like, you're here. You're but here? Yeah. <laughs> Are you any kids in the entertainment industry? Uh, my son, I, guess, I got a son named Dante. He, he he started producing at eight years old. He was Yeah, Dante is dope, man. Yeah, he's he's funny as fuck, too. He's hilarious. Oh, he, he rap, hip hop, but he, you know, I got to, you know, he was talking. At this day and age and that type of rap, you know, it was kind of that type of rap, you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of like, man, you might just, you know, he's real talented, too, man. He could, um, man, his, his, it surprised me, but you know my my nephews in East Texas too, man. They they're all kind of talented. They just gotta well, make me like, oh, maybe I should try to do something and do something really extra for them because they. I got three nephews and my son. They they like really really cool. I was like, damn, they're gonna force. That might be a good they, little they're gonna force project. me to do something for them because they really they, they got. Yeah, it. They it's got a good project. It. It's a dope project. Deb, when it's time for you to go and you ain't got no more, how you want to be remembered? You know what, Will? If I could just be remembered, I would uh, be cool. Just mm, remembered. Yeah. And then let them take it from there and d- okay. just do some history, you know, because you, you forget about a lot of rappers and stuff and, and, and a lot of greats that, that's, that's been here. And, and you don't really go down the rabbit hole of what they, the contributions of what they did until they, they die, whatever. And then some of them are not even remembered. Oh. And then you got to, if you bring their name up, you be like, oh yeah, I remember. So just to be remembered in a conversation, man, and just, that's, it's fine with me. That's, 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 that's the, the last, this is the last questions I'm going to ask, man. 
You promise? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we can leave. All right. What you gonna do when the people go home and you wanna smoke weed and the reaper's all gone? Somebody had the nerve to take the bye the doobie ashtray. Why they do me that way? Man. <laughs> Damn, always a pleasure to see you, man. Man, the pleasure's always mine. Trying to get man. that last. Oh! <laughs> man, I, I stopped hitting that note like three. Packs oh, of black yeah. and mild would go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Looking ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, Devin. Dude. And gentlemen, Devin dude. Man, I appreciate the love, Bro, man. So dope, man. And stay high. Oh, will do. And that's just high in spirit, man. You know what I'm saying? Just high, you know, and just living life and to, to the best of your ability. Just, just stay high, man. Stay above water. That's what that means. I just I always, always talk about how important the cum line is when you're rapping. And Devin has some of the most amazing cum lines in the history of the art. I smoke weed. I drink brew. That's all the rapper bucket shit. That's all I do. <laughs> Devin the dude. I love it, Devin. Oh, man. man I remember that so line you used to tell me. You used to pull me to the side all the time. You even told me, Jay, Jay, check this out. Devin, see it, see it, see it, Devin. I'm like, oh, barbecue. Yeah, from high in the motherfucker. How about you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't just want. I like, why he's like that line all the time. There's more to it, but he was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Say, Mario. <laughs> hey, what is that motherfucking song, David? I want to hear it. <laughs> barbecue. Uh, dude, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Take Brad's voice. <laughs> Man, what's the song, Dev? Uh, Warren Lee on that song, too. Uh, what is the name of that uh, song? The Barbecue. It's on the Coffee Brother album. Oh, man. Okay, good. <laughs> Don't take my shit out. Yeehaw. It's called Yeehaw. Man, that song. There it go. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts.
or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 